Good morning, everyone. Here again, and it is Tuesday. Welcome back for another edition of the Ho-Chunk Language Podcast. We had a short story yesterday, which I hope you enjoyed, um, but we'll be getting back into some language today, as well as adding in a little bonus information again at the end. So I've been trying to keep each new word to one week's worth of podcasting, partly to make sure things keep moving along and partly due to my own OCD tendencies. So we have a little bit of ground to cover today since yesterday's podcast was solely focused on the Y comp. But like we usually do, we'll go through it slowly and you'll pick it up no problem. So this week we will be going over another transitive verb or a verb that has both a subject and an object. As we did last week, we will only be using third-person singular and plural objects, so he, she, it, or them, in order to keep things relatively simple. So our word for this week is nachgum. Nachgum. Nachgum means to hear something. So as you might already know, in order to say he heard it, you could just say nachgum. And of course, that could also mean he heard him, or he heard her, or she heard him, or she heard her, or she heard it, etc., etc. So that's pretty simple. Now, if you want to say he heard them, you do what we did with our verb last week, and you get the form. Now, means she heard them, or he heard them, or it heard them. So let's try these in a quick conversation. So in this very brief conversation, somebody asks, did Kunu hear the dog? And the response was, no, Kunu did not hear the dog. Then it is asked, well, did he hear the birds? And the response was, yes, he heard the birds. Let's have another listen. Kunu ga shungra nachkun? Ka. Kunu ga hanke shungra nachkunin? Okay, that's straightforward enough. Now let's try adding the third person plural subject, or they heard something. As we have done before, it's as easy as adding the suffix ide to the end of the verbs we already know. So to say they heard him or her or it, we just say nachguine. And if we want to say they heard them, we can just say So see if you can determine what the following sentence means. This sentence means they heard the dogs. Did you catch that? I'm sure you did. Nicely done. 
So let's try this one. Wijukara nachguinein. Wijukara nachguinein. Good job. This one means they heard the cat. All right, so today we learned a new word, nachgun, which means to hear something. We learned that nachgun can mean he heard him or she heard him or he heard it and so on and so on. And that wanachgun means he or she heard them. We also learned that nachguine means they heard him or they heard her or they heard it. And also that wanachguine means they heard them. That will pretty much do it for our language portion today. Now let's get into some bonus material. Beat around the bush. Let the cat out of the bag. Beat a dead horse. Bite the bullet. Raining cats and dogs. These are all very common phrases in English that most, if not all of us, have heard before. And if I had to wager, I would think that most, if not all of us, know exactly what they mean. We don't need any further explanation. However, to a new learner of the English language, phrases like these can seem odd, and some can seem downright terrifying. Will there really be canines and felines falling from the sky? What does a bullet even taste like? Why on earth would you beat a dead horse? Now, of course, as English speakers, we know that these phrases are not meant to be taken literally. They are what are known as idioms. Phrases whose metaphorical meaning has become the accepted and common usage and for which the literal meaning makes no sense or makes no sense any longer. Idioms exist in pretty much every language and come down through a variety of paths. They can be semi-historical occurrences, behaviors, and sometimes even mistranslated phrases from other languages. Spill the beans, which nowadays means to tell a secret or divulge some information, likely comes from the days when voting was done by placing beans into specific cups. And when a cup was overflowing, there was no need to actually count the votes because the result of the secret voting was pretty apparent. It was the cup with the spilled beans. Or a phrase like straight from the horse's mouth, which means to get information directly from the most reliable source. This stems from the practice of determining a horse's age by looking directly at its teeth rather than taking the seller's word for it. It is also, incidentally, the same origin for the idiom, never look a gift horse in the mouth. Pretty much all languages have their own idioms. And for an example of how little English idioms would make sense to a new learner of the language, imagine your confusion if you were to learn a language other than English and encounter some of their idioms. For instance, let's say you're learning Portuguese. You might hear something that literally means, he who doesn't have a dog, hunts with a cat. Now, literally, that seems a little off, but figuratively, it is somewhat equivalent to the English idiom, if life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Or in other words, make the best out of what you have. Or perhaps you're learning French and you hear the idiom, I have other cats to whip, which is actually kind of horrifying, but actually what they're saying is, I have more important things to do. Or even a Chinese idiom, which literally means drawing a snake with feet. But when it's used, they're actually saying someone is adding way more information or detail than is necessary. Now, Ho-Chunk is not isolated from having idioms. They're out there. Now, for instance, my dad called me just the other day while we were going through this cold spell, and he said, 
Which means if the kids go outside without hats, their ears are going to freeze. Now, douche most often and literally means cooked. So you would think na chada literally means their ears are going to be cooked. But it can also be used to refer to a body part that has been frozen, painfully frozen, like frostbite frozen. So a new learner may hear someone say na chada and think the person said they cooked their ears. What they're really saying is they froze their ears. This is an example of an idiomatic expression in Ho-Chan. Now, one consequence of our current language situation is that we don't get to hear it spoken widely in many different contexts or even on a daily basis anymore. That is something, of course, we are trying to change and we are going to change, but right now it means we don't get to hear these little nuances like idiomatic expressions as much as we normally would. There are certainly many more out there. And as you go through your language learning journey, when you run across them, please make note and please share with everyone else. I'm sure we would all love to add them to our repertoire. All right, so that's all for today's podcast. Thank you again for tuning in. As always, remember that you can reach me if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions at huangkete at gmail.com. That's H-U-U-W-A-X-E-T-E at gmail.com. All right, negun kira. Anainach goina wa inigi navuit. Kira kikara unwiaje. Thank you.